0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and with me is one of my favorite people on my team in the entire world, and that is Caitlin Wright. Caitlin has been a member of our team for a few years now um, and has worn a lot of different hats and a lot of different roles. And it has been uh, like pulling teeth to get her to come up here and hang out with us in this studio and get to ask her some questions. Uh, But Caitlin, really, really excited to have you up here and actually get to hear a little bit of your story. So thank you for for coming on. Thanks for having me. What we do in our employee spotlights is we're simply going to ask Caitlin some questions, get to hear a little bit of her story, get to hear a little bit about her experience working here and what she gets to do. And so. Um, no pressure. There's no pass fail here. You're going to do great. It's going to be awesome. So, Caitlin, tell me a little bit about, um, about your current role, uh, what, what you do on a day-to-day.
1: Currently? Well, I feel like I should start from the very beginning to get to the current. No kidding. Um, so, I really enjoyed writing in high school. So, I went to college. I majored in journalism. Um, from there, I, I worked a lot in fashion retail in college, um, a little bit of digital marketing as well. Um, while in college, I sold a lot of my clothes and textbooks on eBay to, to buy new textbooks and clothing, just kind of an endless cycle there. <laughs> um, so after graduation, I was faced with kind of a lot of rejection. Um, I couldn't really find an ideal fit, I guess, employer-wise. Um, so I found an online community that talked about um, reselling things on eBay. You go to thrift stores, garage sales, get stuff for a few bucks, put it on eBay for 50 to $500, depending on... What it is, so that's what I did for about three years. I worked for myself. Um, I kind of did everything. I did the inventory, the shipping, bookkeeping, marketing. Um, it was it was fun. It was challenging. It was rewarding. Um, I got to the point where I needed to scale up and hire employees, um, find a find an office space, that sort of thing, or I needed to go back and work for someone else. So that's that's what I did. Um, I started looking for um, a new job. I found an ad for Patrick Accounting on Indeed, um, and it was kind of, a, I guess, a receptionist job. Um, it, the the language really spoke to me, um, the small business feel, the language. Um, it did have the salary posted. That was that was a plus for me. <laughs> uh, One billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was also only five minutes from my house, so that was that was nice as well. Um, it took me probably a few months to get on. So I started kind of just as an admin, um, kind of a trained in front of house receptionist, back of house receptionist, Um, just kind of a a lot of hats, I guess. Uh Um, Really, I helped you and Matt with kind of like internal operational reporting. Um,
0: A lot of project type stuff originally. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, So I was part-time originally. Um, Were you really? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: How long were you part-time?
1: 90 days until you asked me to come on (laughs) full-time. Um, what,
0: what was your hire date?
1: July. Like July 9th of July 9th. 2018.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't, know, I didn't know that you started part-time.
1: Yeah, I started part-time. Um, and then you asked me if I wanted to come on board full-time and kind of oversee the hiring process. So I think that that gap wasn't there, those extra hours. It's like, what are we going to do with Caitlin? Like, let's throw her into hiring. So I got to oversee that process. Um, I got Kind of um, the applicant tracking system i solved attract and hire became kind of my baby um, that was I got to,
0: early 2019 yeah, yeah
1: yeah i got to just revamp our entire application process um our interview process implement digital candidate testing um i'm really proud of that um we still use it today so here we are <laughs>
0: and it seems to be working <laughs> yeah. why not
1: um but that, that's kind of where i led to um with that also helped. The accounting and tax teams kind of behind the scenes just help them kind of stay organized and collect information so they could work more efficiently Um, and then I guess after about two years you asked if I wanted to join your team the payroll team full-time and then we found a replacement for my accounting and kind of admin duties so um, with that with switching to the payroll team full-time I got to help our our clients with their hiring process and their um, training process Um, With that transition early this year, um, I got to kind of oversee our learning and development programs. So I kind of built all of that out for all of our departments here. Um, Lately, my (coughs) current role, to answer your question, (laughs) five minutes later, um, is really just helping with the employee tax retention credit. um, And really just kind of helping our team wherever they need an extra set of hands Just because I have worn so many hats, I'm able to jump in a lot of different departments. So
0: way back when you were, um, because I remember this in in your original interview, way like 2018, you had mentioned, uh, like you talked about, that you kind of started a little business and had something going with this whole eBay thing where you would go and find bargains at different places and then resell it on eBay. What is your biggest profit in a single item?
1: Sure um so i found probably my favorite thr- thrift flip is what you call it um it was a zach posen dress it, it retailed for about 1200 dollars. holy moly I, f- I got it for like 90 cents <laughs> and then i sold it for 200 dollars. so that wow. was like my biggest like profit margin there where did so you find cool. it um so the goodwill has a place called the bargain barn where they like put their extra stuff they just like dump you literally dig in bins it's, it's disgusting but yeah. you find really good stuff um Uh, I found it there just, like, digging in a bin, and, like, I could feel silk. Like, I know what stuff feels like after doing it for so long. So I found it there. Like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, is this real? (laughs) Like, I was in denial. It was, like, a a knockoff for the longest time. But, like, I found it on, like, real, like, you know, nice websites. I'm like, this is exactly what I have. It took a while to sell just because it was an older season. Sure. But, yeah, finally sold. It's proud of that.
0: Did you – I I would assume that over time you kind of get a feel for – Which brands are going to bring the biggest dollars? Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to really get comfortable with? Hey, I know that this is something that Mm -hmm. I can actually flip.
1: Yeah. Well, luckily I worked in fashion retail for about five years before I started the eBay thing. So you knew the stuff. New stuff. Yeah. But it did. It was surprising to see like some people didn't like certain brands that I loved. Like I had to deal with like what the market wanted and had to adapt. I mean, I did make a lot of bad buys, but luckily, if I'm paying so low, I just donate them and it's it's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I always, I always find that interesting because I promise you if I did that, it would not go well. Because mm-hmm. I don't know a single thing about fashion at all or brands at all. I, You know, mm-hmm. it, it just wouldn't go well. <laughs> so you've worn a lot of different hats when mm-hmm. you first came on uh, in the admin type role. Mm-hmm. Um, you still wear a lot of different hats. Um, and it, I think it's from my end, it's a testament to your ability to um, adapt and conquer, adapt and conquer, adapt and conquer. You're a quick learner. Um, you, 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 you learn something once and you, you have like an expert level understanding of it, which is super, super appreciative. But out of all of the things that you do, um, let's say in the last three or four months, what is your favorite part of your role?
1: Mm. I think maybe even from the very beginning, just the technology, um, Matt Patrick Downer here, he is just a tinker. He loves the latest and greatest. Um, some places I worked at before, everything was kind of at the end of life and it's, well, if it's not broken yet, let's not fix it. So you're like dealing with a keyboard that might be falling apart. <laughs> um, but I am mean, Matt loves just the latest and greatest technology and that's really re- rewarding for me because I love to learn new things and become an expert at them, like you just said. Um, but that's just been really one of my favorite things here. Um, if you do tour the office, you'll notice everyone has very large monitors, and they are wonderful. They are very in- intimidating at first, but yeah. I love that sucker now. Like, I want one at home. Um, I,
0: that, so that was whenever we started going to the ultrawides, I don't know anyone who would say that they liked that mm-hmm. in the first month or so. Mm-hmm. Everybody complained about it. they They griped, oh, I want my three monitors back Mm-mm. now there's no no one that has, I think Becky may have, she still has like the the normal monitor, but um, everybody else, we need to get you an ultra wide. What are we doing? Mm. Um, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, everybody else has these ultra wide jokers and I'm the same way. I love that thing.
1: It's so much more efficient. So at home I have a laptop and a second monitor and I'm constantly, I'm like, this is wasting yeah. time. Like I'm about to the point, I'm about to buy one. So we'll yeah. see.
0: <laughs> yeah. They've gone down in price significantly. Whenever they first came out, they were they were quite expensive, mm. but you can get one now for four or five hundred bucks. Mm. Um, I have one at home, and my my work setup is exactly the same as my home setup. And if anything changes at work, it has to change at home, and vice versa. Because I I hate the uh, all right now I'm on this computer and this works this different way or mm. a different mouse or different keyboard. I like the consistency. Otherwise, right. I would just drive myself crazy. One of your biggest accomplishments in my mind is when you, and this was six months into working here, you completely took on our hiring practice, everything from sourcing candidates uh, in a lot of ways, but the the process by which a person went from random person off the street to applicant, applicant to, um, to hire, you had your hands on every single piece of that. Talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges that you experienced whenever we said, essentially, here's our process, here's the things that are working well, here's the things that are working terribly, now completely digitize this and make Mm -hmm. this new.
1: Yeah, I think the hardest part was probably the candidate testing. Um, Before I even started here, it was all paper. I was called in for an interview, but it was actually a paper candidate test, so there's that. I didn't like that so much, so definitely changed that. Um, I got the okay to do the digital testing um, probably spent about 50 hours just like researching and building that out. But it's, it's probably my most uh, biggest accomplishment here. Um, j- just because we still use it today. It's helped us bring on remote employees. Um,
0: it's a lot more efficient.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I got, I just got to oversee that entire process from start to finish. So that was really rewarding. Um, the challenges with that is some people like don't want to take that test so soon in the process. So typically we have you apply, do a questionnaire, do the assessment, then you, you interview. I'm finding a lot of companies you know interview and then do an assessment. So some people don't like that and they yeah. want they, they want interaction first before they do an assessment.
0: If I was to apply for a job and I would go through the process, you would be the person that I would be, would be communicating with me. What are some things? What are some ways in which I can communicate back with you? In a way that's gonna look favorably upon me to actually have a better chance of getting a job here.
1: Sure. Um, I like it when people do their homework and research and maybe reference a podcast. Um, I, I like it when they reach out on LinkedIn as well and they, they creep all of us and the sales teams like, so and so's adding me. Is this a prospect or a candidate? Yeah. Do you know them? Like, I like that when they kind of do that extra step.
0: We talk internally a lot about stuff like this. And mm-hmm. so it's very clear whenever there is a, in our world, an applicant that is emailing our team or you know, connecting with us on social media, whatever. Mm-hmm. We see that way early on in the process. We communicate a lot internally. I always tell people that if you wanna get past Caitlin, the way to do that is to mention that you are a Reddit user. Is this true or false?
1: Okay, so I read a lot of applications and one of our questions is, outside of work, what is your favorite website, why? And a lot of people will say Reddit. So my follow-up question to that is what is your favorite subreddit? A subreddit is kind of like a topic, basically. A lot of times I didn't know that existed. So I want to know so I can go and follow it as well. Um, but Reddit's not the secret, but it, <laughs> it does help. It's a conversation starter, I guess.
0: <laughs> I, on, I only see the people that actually make it through that, that, that first initial round. Um, and so I don't know the actual sample size of the entire applicant pool. But I do say that there is a very high correlation between the people that do make it through and the people that post or that put Reddit as one of their favorite websites, it may be a very small percentage of overall applicants.
1: I'm gonna go pull a report after this, and we can find <laughs> out, and you can report it on the next. That's podcast. right. There
0: you go. <laughs> I would guess, I would guess, that at least 30% of people who say Reddit is one of their favorite websites gets a interview with us. That's my, that's my guess. What
1: about the assessment score? That's a factor as well. There, maybe only. Martyr people are on Reddit.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I just think it's it's not going to hurt if you put Reddit. And at this point, if you put Reddit as one of your favorite websites, it also is a point to be able to reference and say, yeah, I heard Mike say that on a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to get you some brownie points as well.
1: Quick tip. <laughs> you, yeah.
0: This is how you get a job at Patrick Accounting and Works. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so what is, your, what is your least favorite part of your job?
1: The least favorite part... Um, probably the paper. We are a paperless office for the most part. Um, there are some times where, you know, clients really want live checks or the IRS really wants things, you know, paper. That, that's fine, I get it. But I don't know, anytime I'm asked to like print something off and like skate it back in or mail it, like my eyes are rolling in the back of my head, I'm just very frustrated. Why do we have- because I know there's a better way. I know there's a better way. <laughs> um, if, if we cut out paper, it's a lot more efficient. It saves every party time and money. So, I just always try to push for like, why are we doing it this way? Can we find a better way um, but, but that is a challenge still three years later
0: <laughs> is there Is there anything that we do using paper consistently that you think that what's the what's the first thing that comes to mind that needs to get cut out?
1: Probably filing tax returns, payroll returns on paper, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Let's i hate it. <laughs> let's do it let's figure it out <laughs> becky write it down put it on the agenda we're going to figure out how to we're going to change the irs in every state in this country to accept our our electronic filings that's right life mission that's very good <laughs> well caitlin i've really enjoyed uh, getting to hang out and talk to you i really appreciate you um, coming up here today last question that we ask everybody and i know it's it's going to be a silly question um is what is your no no not what is your favorite If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be?
1: Hmm. I would love to be telepathic. Um, I have issues with speaking sometimes. I think finding the right words are hard. Um, So just like looking at someone and connecting by thought, that would be super cool. Um, That would just help me be a better communicator and have more empathy for others.
0: That's awesome. I haven't thought about that one. That's a really good answer. (laughs) Good job. There you go. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. As if if uh, you've ever dealt with Caitlin in our office, you know how great she is. Um, super quick to respond, super helpful in any question um, that she ever gets asked. And so uh, make sure that you reach out to her and let her know how great of a job she's doing. And thank you guys for listening. We're really excited to have you subscribe to our podcast. So make sure you click on that subscribe button or on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening to, uh, to our podcast. That way you always get the latest and greatest episode of the One Step Better podcast. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day.